Hello, and welcome to our Transformation by Truth podcast feature week. Seven days dedicated to sharing the foundation of our transformation process. My name is Dial Anderson. I am the founder of Pinnacle Pointness Ministries and the chief officer of this podcast. I am excited to be kicking off this information-packed feature week, and I hope you are too. Let's get started. Now, the goal of these leading seven days is to introduce our podcast, the ministry behind our podcast, and the transformation process our podcast is dedicated to revealing. In doing so, the Spirit will draw the men and women who have been called to join our organization, and they'll be moving forward with us in our quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life in 2022. In this order, our organization is like a puzzle in that it's currently made up of tens of pieces that fit perfectly together. And we have been commanded by the Father to grow it with hundreds of complementary pieces in order to form an even greater spiritual union than what we have been blessed to establish thus far. For this cause, we've been led by the Spirit to provide seven days of foundational information about our podcast, our ministries, and our organization as we mass market our podcast in our website as across as many channels as possible to ensure everyone who's been called to receive the truth through our ministry will find us. And you will find us if you have been called, for it is the will of him who has called us. That being said, I want to formally welcome you to Pinnacle of Holiness Ministries. Here again, we are the organization behind this podcast and a select group of men and women the Father has entrusted to share the most transformational truth the world has ever known, a truth we discovered by following the legendary way of holiness. Isaiah 35, 8 reveals, and the highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. In line with this scripture, our ministry has been spiritually licensed to lead men and women along the way of holiness into everlasting life. So regardless of your religious persuasions or the church you're in or the church you came out of, if everlasting life is on your spiritual radar, I call upon you to listen to every minute of every day of this feature week. For I'm going to show you the truth concerning all the requirements on walking the path that leads into everlasting life. After which, you'll be forced to make a choice. Do you continue the path you're currently on, although you know it's a dead end, or will you rise to the challenge and become worthy of the prize you claim to seek? The choice will be yours, of course. My role is simply to tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, because this is one choice you need to get right, for it will have eternal life or death consequences. For that reason, I ask you once again, stay with me and find the time to listen to every podcast and be led by the set-apart spirit of Elohim in all that you do. Now, without further ado, I want to commence our feature presentation, an intro to Pinnacle of Holiness Ministries and our Transmission by Truth podcast, day one. Now, the title of today's podcast is Who We Are, Our Organization. 
Now, here are the objectives of today's podcast. A spirit-led organization, our mission, our tools, our teaching, our training, and our target audience. Let's discuss what it means to be a spirit-led organization. A spirit-led organization is a group of men and women who are all being led by the set-apart spirit of Elohim and dedicated to manifesting his will in the earth. Now, it's important that every member of a spirit-led organization is being led by the spirit because every spiritual organization is equivalent to a living organism. Each member is connected and dependent upon each other. Here's a question. What happens to an organism if any of its members are aggressive, unhealthy, or debilitated in any way? The organism will be hindered due to the weakened state of the regressive members, and in the worst cases, it will die. Now, many assemblies are spiritually dead or dying because some fraction, large or small, is not being led by the spirit. Therefore, the assembly is thoroughly unable to manifest the Father's will. Here lies the problem. Manifesting the Father's will is not only required for us to thrive spiritually, it's also required for us to survive. And this is especially true in spiritual warfare. Now, 1 Peter 5.8 is revealing, be sober, watch, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Now, to paraphrase, our enemy spends his time looking for someone who is not being led by the Spirit, and then he works to infect them with as many spiritual diseases as possible with the intent of building a stronghold. Now, a stronghold is an internal fortress from which the enemy executes counter-operations to thwart the rule of the spirit in one's life and to reinforce the weaknesses which allow them to establish and fortify their insidious presence, infecting this one with as many spiritual diseases as possible until they are fully compromised. Now, everyone who is not being led by the spirit will eventually incur a stronghold which is devastating for churches because spiritual diseases are infectious. They spread quickly, and they will continue to spread until they infect everyone in the assembly, compromising the entire work. This speaks to the great danger of being in an assembly where at least one person is not being led by the Spirit, where in the sure course of time, that assembly will be destroyed if they are unwilling or unable to deal with the stronghold before it spreads. Here's the verdict. To be a spirit-led organization, everyone in the organization must be led by the spirit. This is confirmed by each member progressively mastering the Father's will and routinely overcoming the works of darkness. Moving on, Every member of a spirit-led organization must manifest the Father's will in every area of their lives for two primary reasons. A, we are his witnesses, and B, 
it is the most critical requirement on spiritual growth. Now, the witness factor speaks for itself. For how can one be a witness to an event they have never experienced and a power they do not possess? Likewise, it is impossible to experience spiritual growth if you neither understand nor appreciate the Father's will. For his will is the script which initiates, facilitates, and substantiates every authentic model of spiritual growth. Now, here's a question. What does the manifestation of the Father's will look like? The answer, Yahushua Messiah, the only brought forth son of Elohim, the perfect man in our example. Now, 1 Peter 2, 21-22 is revealing, For to this you were called, because Messiah also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow his steps, who committed no sin, nor was the seat found in his mouth. Now, following the steps of Yahushua Messiah requires us to operate with the same dominion, authority, and power he operated with while executing both similar and greater works. Now, John 14, 12 is revealing, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, that is Messiah, the works that I do, he shall do also, and greater works than these he shall do because I go to my father. Now, unlike many assemblies, we don't just say we believe in the power of Elohim. We demonstrate his power. And this is only possible because we have been transformed by the set-apart spirit, the most powerful force the world has ever known. Now, 2 Timothy 1.7 reveals, For Elohim has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, the Spirit speaks expressly, and it has commanded me to focus a healthy amount of our ministry on dominion, authority, and power for three primary reasons. Now, the first reason I have been called to focus on dominion, authority, and power is because the Father has a harvest of honest men and women he has called to operate in these three key facets of his will. And these must first go through the transformation we have been called to teach. Now, in a religious world tainted by imposters and false believers, the most effective way to determine who is being transformed by the Spirit is by their ability to operate with dominion, authority, and power. Mark 16, 16-17 is revealing, And these signs shall accompany the ones who believe. In my name... They shall cast out demons. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall get well. Matthew 10, 1 is revealing, and having called his 12 disciples near, he gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every bodily weakness. Now, Luke 10 is revealing, and after this, the master appointed 70 others, and sent them two by two ahead of him into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, the harvest indeed is great, but the workers are few. Therefore pray the master of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Go, see, I send you out as lambs into the midst of wolves. Do not take a purse, nor a bag, nor sandals. 
and greet no one along the way. And whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. And if indeed a son of peace is there, your peace shall rest on it. And if not, it shall return to you. And stay in the same house, eating and drinking whatever with them. For the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not move from house to house. And into whatever city you enter, and they receive you, eat whatever is placed before you, and heal the sick there, and say to them, the kingdom of Elohim has come near to you. And the 70 returned with joy, saying, Master, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan falling out of the heaven as lightning. See, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and none at all shall hurt you. Now, these scriptures prove without controversy that it is the master's desire for his disciples to have dominion, authority, and power. This includes the disciples in times past and those in times present. Now, here's the question. These things being what they are, why are so many churches and assemblies operating outside these paths of Messiah's example? It's because they resist the transformation and the self-denial required to operate with the dominion, authority, and power he operated with. Now, the second reason why I've been commanded to focus on dominion, authority, and power is because the religious world is filled with men and women who deny the power of Elohim and have become over fixated with works and a shameful attempt to cover their unwillingness to wholly submit to his will. Now, it's true that some ministries may be engaged in seemingly good works, but these works do not defeat the powers of darkness, which are ruining our world and destroying the lives of men and women everywhere. Neither do they translate into everlasting life. Matthew 7.21 is revealing, Not everyone who says to me, Master, Master, shall enter into the reign of the heavens, but he who is doing the desire or the will of my Father in the heavens. Many shall say to me in that day, Master, Master, have we not prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name? and done many mighty works in your name. And then I shall declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who work iniquity. Now, this passage proves that many of the works done in the name of religion are not good from the Father's perspective. Now, this is true even though many incorrectly assess these works as good, for man looks on the outward appearance while Elohim looks at the heart. You can see 1 Samuel 16, 7 to reference that. Now, this is precisely why I have been commanded to focus on dominion, authority, and power. For those who operate within these models have been qualified to minister on behalf of the kingdom of heaven. And their works should be classified as good. Now, here's the third reason why I was called to focus on dominion, authority, and power. It's because a dominion, authority, and power are required to be sealed in these last days and protected from the evil coming to this earth during the sifting of the nations. 
Now, the setting of the nations is a focal phase of the day of the Lord, a time of terrible violence and death, which will deplete the world population by more than half and permanently destroy certain portions of the earth. Now, the setting of the nations has already begun, but it has yet to reach its climax. When it does, only those who have been sealed will be protected. Now, although I'm not going to analyze the setting of the nations in this podcast, I would make it very clear to everyone that our world has achieved critical mass in multiple orders, and it cannot continue the path it's on. A change, my friends, is soon to come. Now, this truth puts a premium on manifesting the Father's will, for if we fail to do so, we will not be sealed. And if we are not sealed, we will not inherit everlasting life. And we cannot be sealed if we do not have dominion over sin. Now, 2 Timothy 2.19 is revealing, however, the solid foundation of Elohim stands firm. Having this seal, Yahuwah knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of Messiah turn away from unrighteousness. Now, here's the verdict. It is impossible to be a spirit-led organization if each member is not manifesting the Father's will, which is validated by our ability to exercise dominion, authority, and power in the earth, and a testament we have been sealed by the Spirit of Elohim. Now, let's discuss our mission. Our mission is to provide men and women with the tools, the teaching, and training required to be transformed into the spiritual model of Yahushua Messiah, as this will allow them to manifest the Father's will in their lives. Now, this transformation is only possible by the persistent acceptance and application of truth. And so our tools, teaching, and training having been handed down to us by the spirit of Elohim, are 100% true. For this cause, we have designated our ministry as the Truth Factory, a spiritual workshop where we develop a wide variety of resources to aid our members as they go through the transformation process required for them to be saved. Now, chiefly, transformation is a spiritual process in which we are set apart for the master's use during this life and certified to inherit everlasting life. And there is no model of salvation apart from transformation. In essence, transformation equals salvation. And our mission is to unite with all who have been called to our ministry and lead them in their pursuit of holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. Now, let's discuss the tools we are using with our ministry. Now, there are seven primary tools, effectual prayer, effectual fasting, spiritual focus, dominion, authority, power, and dedication. Now, we teach our members how to establish an effectual prayer life so they can confidently engage the Father, clearly understand his will, and realize the true power and purpose of prayer. Now, we teach our members how to establish an effectual life of fasting 
so they know when and how to fast, use their fast to enhance their prayers, and establish a balance between their spirit and physical natures. Now, we teach our members how to remain spiritually focused so they are not weighed down by all the distractions and cares of this life, are not constantly disturbed during their prayers, and can hear the still small voice of the spirit when it speaks to them. Now, we teach our members also how to exercise dominion, authority, and power so they can eliminate every trace of sin, be victorious in every spiritual battle, and guard their families from the snares of the enemy. And last but not least, we teach our members how to live a life of dedication to the Father so they can be used anytime and anywhere to do his will, rise above every temptation to sin, and know what it means to submit their will to the Father. Now, let's discuss the teaching we are offering at our ministry. Now, first, we have our Transmission by Truth podcast library. We also have our Word of Truth video library and our Library of Truth bookstore. Next, we have the training we're offering with our ministry. This includes the Voice of Sound Council, individual coaching, building teams of excellence, group coaching, and practice makes perfect workshops. Okay, so now let's discuss our target audience. You are a perfect fit for our organization if you desire to be part of a spirit-led organization where you can thrive amongst a congregation of men and women who are manifesting the Father's will in their lives and sincerely desire the same for you. You believe in the power of the set-apart spirit despite all the fraudulent acts and deception found in the church circuit. And you desire to know how you can unlock these powers and use them in accordance with the Father's will for your life. You are motivated to be your best spiritual self so you can live a life of dedication to the Father and his will. And all you need are the tools, the teaching, and the training, and someone to show you the way. Now, if any or all these examples resonate with you, then you have come to the right place. And believe me, you have come at the right time. And although you've taken the first step, there are many more to go. And we're going to be with you every step of the way. Now, in summary, in this podcast, we discussed a spirit-led organization, our mission, our tools, our teaching, our training, and our target audience. So now let's discuss what's next. So today we completed day one of our feature week, our organization, and tomorrow, day two, we'll be discussing who we are, our history. Now here's a call to action. If the spirit is leading you, I encourage you to follow. Take the next step and listen to day two of this feature week. And if you have any questions, feel free to contact us via our website at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and we will respond to you as soon as we can. Thank you.